0: Welcome to the Board and Bitchy podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I'm Evie and I'm an L.A. girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an L.A. slash
1: California girl who is currently living in Arizona and also currently undergoing, I guess, what is wanting to be a cold in my throat. I'm not sure. I know it's not the Rona, so please all rest assured, collect a sigh of relief, I'm okay. Um, But yeah, bear with me as I do my best nasally sexy voice
0: (laughs) for this recording. If you would be sensible and walk around with a full Johnny-esque hazmat suit, (laughs) you wouldn't be in this predicament, and you would have a nice, angelic voice for our listeners, but we'll push through. I know. Well, before we even say
1: anything more, because you and I tend to have like these oops moments of potty mouth. Um, our warning for our listeners is that we drop profanity every single week. It's guaranteed. And uh, that's out of the way. Let all the B-bombs and F-bombs and whatever bombs fly.
0: And the other warning is that if our parents are listening, we also drop oh, no. a lot of yam talk. So oh, no. if you are anti-us talking about the wham-bam, <laughs> we get yam, then also <laughs> tune out. You have been. is your sister listening to our podcast near your parents again my sister listens I have warned her to not listen to your parents but you know she is an unpredictable person
1: my cousin listens too. shout out to my cousin who I love um and her mom is a funny one but one that would be taken aback if
0: she heard this so prima if you're listening please don't listen near your mom thank you we appreciate you Should we jump into the news because there's a whole lot going on? Yes, please. Let's start. This is a a reverse shit sandwich. So it is happy news to begin with. Um, Well, I guess it's the happy news depending on who you ask. I think it's happy news. It is that Olga um, and Steven are expecting baby number two and they said this was not an expected or planned pregnancy. But if y'all remember, Olga is, we saw them on 90 Day Fiance. Uh, they were a very young couple. She was like, God, their baby is like now three years old. And I think they were when like we, 18 when they got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like not 18 or 19, like they met while she was doing like study abroad or something or exchange program here. And so we saw her move to maryland from what country did she originally come from i want she's from russia she's russian russian you're right i just scrolled down on the article she moved here from russia and so yes they are expecting baby number two very exciting for them their little three-year-old is super cute and yeah wishing them well i mean i
1: wish them the best i really do it is a joyous announcement i just hope that They've
0: figured out a lot of the things that they needed to figure out in their relationship. I think not being featured on any more seasons of 90 Day Fiancé are probably helpful. You know, like the less cameras, the best. Yes, I think it is probably helpful for their relationship to not have like millions of people jumping in with opinions about what you do. But you know what? I, I don't know. So hopefully they are in a much better place. Side
1: note, did I ever tell you about the time that my husband and I were approached
0: and asked if we wanted to be on a reality TV show? No, I thought you were going to tell me about the time you got pregnant in Russia. But yes, uh, <laughs> no, tell, not me about, tell me no, about that. No, I won't
1: time. go into the depths. But um, to the point of like, you know, this is for the best for the relationship. He and I were approached. Uh, we were getting married and it was a connection of like our um, efficient. <laughs> I'm not sure what the connection was. Basically, they were looking for like multicultural couples whose parents didn't agree with the child marrying outside, or, like not child, but like our us grow, <laughs> marrying outside of our culture, um, which was not the case for us. But the officials said that was OK. They could make the drama. And we were like, do we really want to embark on being on a reality TV show at the beginning of our marriage? No, it's going to be a hell no. We want a happy marriage that isn't full of artificial drama that turns into real drama created by super geniuses like executive producer Ryan Noah
0: and then people like Angela and stuff are like I'm ready I'm available (laughs) Darcy you know Paul all the other people um what show is this I've never seen a show about people that are getting married and their families don't agree with them (laughs) marrying outside of the culture
1: I mean honestly I I don't even know if it took off maybe if they had a couple like Cliff and I that people would have loved, it could have taken off to something big. But I guess we put a wrench in that.
0: I know. Well, no, I don't know if you guys actually would have. I'm sorry, but you guys are actually like a pretty stable couple. So I think (laughs) it would have been very boring. I think we would have need uh, 90 Day Fiancé style couples to really make this show take off.
1: I love that. Thank you for the compliment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What you need are people like a mahogany and like a Ben. But Ben is preoccupied with other things as the moment because he is currently uh, under arrest. We got a mugshot this week. Originally, the story was that he was arrested for drunk driving. Um, that has now been clarified. It wasn't that he was operating under influence. The reason he got arrested this time is that he did get arrested back in 2020 for driving, or like drunk driving or driving under the influence. He was sentenced in January 2021 to 18 months probation, and he was scheduled for a probation violation hearing this February 2022, I know these are a lot of dates. He did not appear um, at that uh, hearing, and so the judge issued a bench warrant, so he was arrested on that bench warrant for not appearing on his, at his probation hearing. So I'm like, Ben, what is you up to? Like, what? I mean, you're just missing court dates. I guess when you're writing 10 page long texts, you know, the time and dates get away from you, I guess. Tisk tisk. He was like, you know, Judge,
1: I really can't appear. I'm set to go to Peru to meet this woman that could be real. So I'm just going to have to take a pass on that. You know, all this time, Mahogany could have told to her parents that Ben was just like Yes, much older person, but therefore very mature. Mm. And this is proving otherwise.
0: (laughs) Her fake actor parents, they knew (laughs) something was amiss when they met him. I wonder (laughs) if Ben is like thinking like, I know how to get myself out of this. I will write a very compelling poem for the judge and it'll be like, there was a man. No, he was in his car. People around him didn't know that he had a few too many drinks. You know, he's just gonna write some kind of very long poem that the judge will like read and not respond to, and be like, "Just lock him up." I can't. Or
1: they'll be like, "Okay, we'll take his uh, plea of insanity." (laughs) Look, in all—I mean, this is all funny, but in all seriousness, do not drive under the influence, please, people. Like,
0: lives are at stake. (laughs) And if you do, and then you've, like, been caught and sentenced and are on probation, show up to your damn hearings. Like, what are you doing? For real. Oh.
1: I could have sworn. So um, my cousin, who we had just mentioned, shout out again to my cousin, had sent me a quick article. And um, I could have sworn that he was caught driving a second time without, like, a valid license.
0: Mm, maybe that's why he got stomped this time. And then they saw that he had a bench warrant and took him in.
1: hmm Mm, either way tisk tsk
0: i'm going on tmz i you know <laughs> i check tmz religiously especially right now because i like to be just constantly updated on kanye and kim and everything that's going on so i'm like continuously between jumping between shade room and tmz and to my surprise i see ben and his half closed eye and i'm like what is going on is this a mugshot ben so yes mm-hmm. uh Our friend is not doing things well in order to make a good impression on Mahogany and her so-called family.
1: So what you're telling me is that you're spending all your time watching TMZ instead of getting off of your fucking ass to work?
0: I, yes. Those are the words of Kim. Nobody wants to work anymore, including me. I agree. (laughs) I do not want to work. I am with you, girl. You are right. Count me I think... and cats have been in. We do not want to work.
1: If anyone out there is living under a rock and hasn't heard the now infamous quote, uh, Kim Kardashian is telling um, women that her tip for them to be successful is to get off their fucking asses and work. I digress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not to be a Kim apologist, because I think like uh... no, <laughs> I do think I think that you can't make giant generalized statements like that without right. acknowledging your privilege of like. You know, I know I'm lucky because I came from a very wealthy family with lots of connections who could help me set up, you know, a business that now takes a lot of work and talent to run. But I think what she meant, I don't think she meant like none of us are trying to work. I think she meant like people <laughs> that are trying to be like influencers and people like her think it's just going to happen, you know, and it actually requires <laughs> so much work. You but again, when you just say people don't want to work, people are going to be like, bitch. I'm working. Like, I'm not working out. I love that you're not an
1: apologist, but you read deep between the lines of what was said. I think that's pull. what it means. <laughs> Listen, you know Kim better than I do. So you, we'll you leave know, it at
0: that. I know. <laughs> I do know. Um, No, I don't know. Kim's like, I don't know her cease and desist. Uh, uh, Let's move <laughs> on back to 90 Day and our last piece of news, which is an exciting piece of news. We should not be surprising because you know TLC has their hands on our neck and will not let us breathe. There will not be a weekend without 90 Day unless it is Super Bowl Sunday featuring Dr. Dre and Eminem. But anyway, uh, they have dropped the cast list and bios and trailer for the newest season of 90 Day, which will be starting on April 17. And it will be... Just the regular old 90 day uh, fiance. So, you know, we got the before the 90 days that we're in now. We got Happily Ever After, uh, the other way, all that shit. This is just the regular old 90 day fiance. And we have Ariella and Binium coming back. Binium has made it to the US. We, I watched the trailer next to my man and he was like, wait, he's in the US. He's like, good for Binium. What's going on with Michael? Where's Michael? Like, what's
1: <laughs> At the same time, I was like, Michael should have gone and moved to Ethiopia and become an Ethiopian citizen because that probably would have granted him a much faster process to get the visa.
0: Seriously, but we got their return because Binyam is in the U.S. Congrats to him. We also have a couple uh, who is like an older woman, someone who's like 20 years older than this man who slid into her DMs. They're both, like, health enthusiasts, and what she's concerned about is even though there's a lot of, like, passion and attraction there, he is a lot younger. And she has a 12-year-old son, and he, her new boo is actually closer in age to her son than she is, which oh, you
1: know, Lord. the article
0: <laughs> wanted to point out. Um, we also have a, a man who, who was in Brazil traveling, trying to reconnect. I guess he, at some point he has... Somewhere in his family line, he has Brazilian roots. He met this beautiful Brazilian woman. And they have, uh, she will be moving to Austin, Texas with him. They don't have as big of an age gap. He's 31, she's 25. I think, like, the conflict that they're trying to set up for us there is that she's going to go from, like, this exciting life in Brazil to, like, a quote-unquote small-town Texas. But I'm like, Austin ain't that small. no is not small. No.
1: <laughs> but, no. It's yeah. on my bucket list, actually, and I would love to have... Um, a child free vacation there. If you want to fly in from London and meet me, that'd be great.
0: I would love to go to Austin. That yes. is also on my to-do list. I would like to do some line dancing and I'm listening mm-hmm. to music. So yeah, let's Me too. Let's Barbecue, in. paddleboard on the Colorado River. Like sign me up. Yeah. We are there. And so with well, Thais, who is the woman who is moving there from Brazil. It also looks like in the trailer, like they've moved in with his brother, who seems like That is gonna be drama. That's the drama. (laughs) (laughs) That is another pain point. Um, Mm. We have uh, someone who was like playing a 28-year-old who is like a musician from South Dakota who is like playing a show somewhere abroad or in Serbia, and that's this. uh, His wife, Iona, was in the crowd. Uh, I mean, sparks flew. Their conflict is gonna be that. He is living with his family in South Dakota, and she wants to be living it up in L.A., having that, like, fame life. So, yes. And they're going to be living with his family, too, so that's going to be conflict. We also have a, a, a 42-year-old man from Kansas City who looks very well-established. He's got two children. And he met this beautiful woman from Trinidad and Tobago. She was ready to have kids, though, and settle down. So I don't know if he's ready for that. Yeah, we've got uh, seven uh, couples overall. Oh, I think the juiciest one is there is a couple who it's Emily, 29, from Kansas. She was working, living and working in China, I believe, teaching English. She met Kobe, 34, from Cameroon. Again, Sparks fluke, a karaoke night or some sort. They hooked up, they dated, got pregnant. The plan was for them to like him to move back to America with her to help raise the baby. COVID hit, visas got delayed, yada yada yada. Fast forward two years, he's finally gonna be able to come into the US and meet his child for the first time. So that is gonna be emotional and intense.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean you sped through and I understand why you're making a point, but I, yeah, yada, yada, yada doesn't quite encapsulate what it would be to be a single parent, a brand new single parent living through a pandemic for two years. So thank God they're going to be reunited and um, they will be co-parenting. A few things popped in mind. So first, in your description of these couples meeting, like I didn't hear a lot of the they met online. Maybe we'll see as we get to meet each couple, but a good amount of these met in person, and maybe that's the key to going from before the 90 days to the actual 90 days when your relationship is a little bit more successful.
0: Yeah, I think I mean I could be mistaken, but it looks like the the forty two year old uh, dad of two that's like successful and met the woman in Trinidad and tobago thirty seven they have they definitely met online. Um, and I think they said they've only actually spent seven days in person together. Before getting married. But I think almost everyone else actually met in person first, which is really good. Because we like to have one messy couple Mm -hmm. that, you know, it might not work because they, like, you know, it's all based on, like, internet. But I do like kind of these, like, old school traditional couples that there was a real connection at some point. So we might not be, like, we know it's not catfishing. It might be, like, true connection somewhere.
1: Yeah. I mean... We, you, we like the balance we truly hope the best for all these couples but if it doesn't work out then it's just it works out for us and our entertainment
0: yeah we want like we always want at least one couple to root for and then the Armando the rest, and Kennys of the world <laughs> yeah we want one you know like you can a little break <laughs> to feel good and smile and then if the rest are a shit show then so be it you know we will be here watching
1: Exactly. The only other comment I was going to make is in the trailer that you shared with me. um, There was one couple where the dad like tells the woman like, OK, just don't get pregnant. And then it cuts to like her taking a pregnancy test. And I will say like that's cardinal rule number one. You don't tell someone that's going to be on this show. Don't get pregnant because you've just jinxed them <laughs> into that situation.
0: To be fair, I feel like that is a, like a reality show trope where it's always like, don't get pregnant. And then we have to have like, a you know, a scene with someone <laughs> taking a pregnancy test. And usually it's like just the scene because then they're like, we're not pregnant. Except then we had Yara and Jovi where it was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. they I'm pregnant. Like, yeah, it's a trope until someone's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. um But oh, I man. am excited for the new season. It looks good. The trailer is good. So, yeah, hopefully it won't disappoint. Well, before we get too excited
1: about our newer cast members coming up, let's keep on with the cast members we have now, starting with Memphis and Hamza. Now, before we even dive into the actual sit down, do you think that it was right or wrong for Hamza's mom to want a one-on-one plus translator sit down with Memphis?
0: No, I think it was a good move. When the stakes are so high that like, your child is getting married and then leaving to another country where you cannot easily like go visit I I think it's it's huge it'd be nice to be able to speak to and actually understand and have a conversation with the person your child is marrying I mean some of the questions that she asked were like very intense and obviously they have cultural differences but I I was happy that she asked them and that they because you know if that's on your chest like let it be known and you know there needs to be communication and i was happy that uh memphis answered honestly and also mm-hmm. checked her when she needed to be checked
1: i agree i mean to your point yes the mom needed to have done that add to it the fact that the mom is traumatized from her own divorce cuz again in their culture like divorce is a no no and then basically the stain the society put on her for being a divorced woman so while trying to keep her son from that trauma i also acknowledge her for not projecting her trauma onto them and like assuming the worst.
0: Yeah. And I just thought overall, like, even though some of her questions based on like our culture views seemed a little unreasonable, like why is she still having a relationship or like talking to her children's father? I got divorced and that, you know, he was out of our life. So while some of those questions like may seem inappropriate, I felt like when Memphis answered and the translator, you know, gave her the information, she was very open. You know, she was open minded. She could have like just stayed in her like closed mind stance. And instead she was like when Memphis was like, I truly love Hamza and I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And she was like, well, Hamza loves you, too. She didn't need to do that. You know, there was the embrace. They were crying. The translator was crying. So, you know, it was good. I'm glad they they worked it out. And that translator well not always translating verbatim. Somehow. You <laughs> got the he essence. Connections. Yes. The the connections are happening. I mean you give the man
1: a recipe and he decides to use his own seasonings, but at the <laughs> end you still have the roast beef <laughs> that you were meant to cook. So Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. You know, I I love like you said, they were honest, they were open. The mom didn't hold back because those were the questions that she needed answered. Memphis decided to be vulnerable with the mom, and at the end of the day, they recognized one another for the one thing they both are, which is strong, independent women.
0: Mm, very nice, very good point. And uh, the translator name uh was Hamadi, and Hamadi was over here like, Yes, like he was just you know, like cheering on. Oh, <laughs> Am I he's been like, Am I invited to this wedding though? Like, he jumped in on the hug between Memphis and his mom's <laughs> mom. Like, Bring it in, everybody, bring it in. <laughs> And he's like, no, for real, though, do I need to RSVP? What is the dress <laughs> and I bring a plus one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he needs to have a plus one.
1: Oh, my Lord. Um, My takeaway is I hope that Hamza and Memphis don't break Hamza's mom's heart with a divorce down the line. <laughs> like, if Hamza and Memphis don't work out, fine. But don't break the mom's heart, please. I
0: mean, the mom's heart is going to be broken. But yeah, I guess it's just... It depends on how things happen. You know, people could break up and we still be respectful to each other. Is that going to happen between these two? Unless Hamari, the translator, is there? Probably not. You know, so hopefully he stays very involved and engaged in their lives. He's like, did I also tell
1: y'all that I'm a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist? (laughs)
0: Call me. I believe it. I mean, he doesn't even need to be licensed. He has more sense than all of them. So, yes. No, please be licensed. (laughs) you're gonna go seek help and make sure they're licensed um
1: but at the end of it so they they had this whole translator conversation and it was so sweet to see Memphis and Hamza's mom walk away embrace like having one arm behind the other one's back
0: I know it was like very like Olsen twins like just like you know <laughs> it just felt like parent trappish like you know like yes. two friends walking side by side like let's <laughs> You know, let's all both move our legs to the left and the right. And it was adorable.
1: And let's keep doing this right into a dress shop because now Memphis went to go shopping for the dress with Hamza's mom and sister. And she invited her mom virtually to be part of it via FaceTime.
0: Yes, and this time it was the mom. I was going to jump on this section and be like, and she got her sister on the phone, so you could have been like, <laughs> it's her mom. Are you paying God attention? God damn it. Do we need a family tree infographic for you? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> well, um, what did you think of the look that Memphis tried on?
0: I was not a fan. She looked like a very busty superhero to me. Maybe it was the cape. It was a lot of boob. And then, so it like, to me, it was like very nice white work slacks with like a very, but a lot of chest beaded, you know, top. And then this big cape, I don't know. To me, I thought the first dress that she tried on and the mom was like, that's not your color. I agree. The color could have been better, but I thought that dress was actually a lot more flattering. This like suit, pantsuit situation with the cape. I wasn't personally a fan, but it's not like she looked bad. I just didn't like it. I don't know about you. I'm I'm on the same page like my first thought was like wow so many beautiful
1: dresses on the mannequins and the racks but like I just don't know that the ones that she tried on were the best for her frame I mean she is a petite woman who's very busty like that is not an off the rack body the first pantsuit it was funny I do love that like the mom and the sister and her were laughing at how she walked out I do love a pantsuit for a wedding like I've seen some gorgeous white pants you know, um, and top combos for weddings for people who are like going the courthouse route or whatever. But I did have that question of like, in their culture, is that much cleavage allowed?
0: I know, I was very shocked at how like open they were that she was like, I like this. And they're like, it's the one I mean, as long as you're not walking like a penguin, it's good with <laughs> us. Because I was like, yeah, is she gonna cover those girls up. But maybe they don't care. I mean, the mom wasn't tripping that much about them hooking up like she was annoyed by it. But it's not like she was like, this is going to be the end of us or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hamza is a boob
0: guy, like self-admittedly. Mm. So I probably love that outfit on her. Very true. I think you're right. I think that the problem is they have a time crunch. They, She thinks the wedding's happening or she told us the wedding's happening very soon. And they were like, we don't know what's going to fit this tiny woman and those giant, <laughs> giant like boobs. Like, well, What can we get off the rack? So I think that was the issue.
1: Well, I wonder if Memphis can get an off-the-rack prenuptial agreement because the woman's, like, calling this man on a Friday. He was, like, about to leave the office for the weekend, and she's like, yeah, I need a prenup by Monday.
0: I mean, you this show does teach you a lot. I, I don't think I would have left a prenup to the last moment, but Memphis was very shocked. I didn't realize how much time you need. But it makes sense. You know, the lawyer was sitting here telling us, like, well, we need more time because we have to make sure that the groom... It, like it's translated for him he could like fully understand it and he needs time to, to process if he needs to come back with any requests or whatever and she's like what that's crazy what no what why do we need all that like just send me something he could sign and so it's like no um Hamza should be aware of what he's signing but Memphis was like this is a lot of red tape like <laughs> can we just sign a paper that says he's not taking any my money. Now, listen, I hear
1: you on that first part of like, you didn't know how long it took for a prenup. I don't know how long it takes for a prenup. But I feel like anytime you're working with a legal document, you want to cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure that you give yourself enough time. And at this point, I was like, hold on now, Memphis, you're giving Hamza so much shit for not figuring out the mm. transportation to go get your marriage license. Meanwhile, you could have done your research while you were still in the U.S. on the whole prenup because at that
0: point, you like were dead set on getting married. So... Let's not throw stones. Uh, Yeah, and it's so weird because I feel like 90 Day is this alternative world where no one's ever heard of Google, you know? Like, (laughs) Okay, but for real. We have so many situations in this show that a simple Google search (laughs) would, like, fix or solve, and instead it's like they've never heard of it, they can't acknowledge it, we're living in, like, ask Jeeves Jeeves time or something, like, please use your search engines. They will make your life better. Well, something
1: more than a search engine is going to have to make Gino's life better because this man, oh my God, he set off like a firestorm by having sent the nudes. And so now some fake account is reaching out to Jasmine, threatening that they're going to distribute her nudes. And Gino's like, well, who do you think that could have been? You know, Jasmine's like, well, obviously your ex. But that question said to me, Gino may have sent her pictures to more than one person like how many exes
0: is he Mm. is he trying to make jealous I mean it's not just exes he's got sugar babies that for some reason he is talking to and you know they're like sir we don't care unless you're sending me a check I could give a fuck what you're up to okay but for real (laughs) like I could give a fuck so when we started this whole um episode
1: I was like wow Jasmine's like just now realizing it's going to be harder to forgive and forget Gino's missteps. Like that should have come across before she introduced him to her mom who, you know, couldn't stop herself from being like this guy over and over. (laughs) Um, but here we are. And like, I, I feel bad for Jasmine. I do because whether or not, This person is going to distribute these photos like somebody that she doesn't know is out there with them and has like this fake account has now put in her the paranoia that like those pictures may be distributed more widely than she'd like. Well, they have been at this point, but like who knows how many more hands they could possibly touch.
0: I mean, yeah, I think anyone who doesn't feel bad for Jasmine right now has like no soul because obviously (laughs) This situation and what, you know, what Gino did to her doesn't justify, like, her controlling ways, but it also, Mm -hmm. like, this shouldn't happen to anyone, and Gino is, like, uber calm, like, okay, it's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure they're not going to release them. He literally makes me want to choose violence every time. (laughs) If I was there, it would be very difficult to not you know, do something that would require like the security guard and the producers jump in and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa all right, all right, like let's <laughs> break it up. Because he could at least pretend like he feels bad and he's concerned. And instead, mm-hmm. like, you only see Gino get riled up and passionate when someone's talking about you got to remove your hat for a TSA check or a prayer. Or or something. That <laughs> he he is, that he's so much more upset at that. But when it's like, hey, someone is threatening me online and saying they're going to release my nudes he's like I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen like oh great okay well now I feel reassured I mean
1: he doubles down on being a like passive jackass because Jasmine's legit worried that she's going to lose her job in education right she's a teacher if these pictures get leaked she could lose her job to which Gino says, well, maybe you can just find a job at another field. You like fitness, right? Do something with fitness.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, <sighs> let me just leave the whole career I've built and I'll just do and something. And dreamed of since I was a child. And like the way, yeah, he just says it so casually. And it's like, okay, so I can just transition to a new field and get a new job. Aren't you unemployed? Why haven't you transitioned mm-hmm. to a new field and gotten yourself a new job, sir? Also, Mr. Unemployed is over here offering to support her
1: <laughs> with what money to your words or Martin Lawrence's words. You ain't got no job,
0: Tommy. Uh, Correction. He offered to support her until she uh, reminded him what her salary is. And then he's like, oh, let me amend that. What uh-huh. if I supplement <laughs> what well, you could uh-huh. earn?
1: Do you all have um government assistance here? Like, you know, housing, food stamps that could help. Oh, Gino, you know, and I'm so glad that Jasmine finally, finally called him out on the fact that he never actually apologized for sending out the nudes. He never once uttered the word sorry. He continued to make excuses instead. And it was time for her to call him out. I think she was still too easy on him. But still, let's put a mirror to his face.
0: In the words of Jasmine, what a depressing man. Like You are truly... (laughs) a depressing man. Like I feel like myself, my, my like vagina, like we need antidepressants if we're going to be experiencing more Gino because his whole vibe, the hat, the voice, and just this general blase attitude after doing something so terrible. Like, sir, you are lucky that this woman has restrained herself as much as she has.
1: Well, And then she decides to go through his email address because she's like, let's see if he did send this to someone else. I don't know how far she was scrolling. It didn't seem like for that long. But she stumbled upon, like, um, quote, unquote, incriminating evidence from 2014. I know this show was, like, filmed maybe, what, a year ago? But we're still talking about, like, six, seven years. And she's upset at him for for something he did then.
0: Yeah, this was so odd. And I have to imagine that either the producers like planted that email there or they, you know, this is just a stage scene because there is no way, like, how do you, one, why do you have that like receipt like readily available? Like, did she search? Like she didn't even know what Legoland is. She wouldn't have searched for Legoland. So like, why is there a receipt for Legoland from like six years ago? So like up there on your email history, it just literally made no sense.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe he has, like, a subfolder um, labeled trips or something. And it was, like, the last trip he'd been on. But still, like, at this point, Jasmine, he's done a horrific thing to you. Um, He continues to make you feel like shit. You continue to feel like you can't trust him, even though he did things that made you upset. While you guys were not even together, you didn't even know each other. So what are you holding on to? Just break up with him. Send him on his merry way back to
0: Michigan. And this is a man who willingly went to Legoland when they don't have kids. So that is just another strike against him and his judgment. Like when she first pulled up the email, she's like, what is this? What is this Legoland? What is this? What is this? I was like, that is how I would feel if I was dating someone. I was like, you went to Legoland without a child? Who are you? <laughs> like this I mean, guy? No, it's <laughs> not going to work for me. Tons of people who go to Disneyland without children. I mean, I judge them as well. I <laughs> I don't understand the passholes. holes. Like I get going to Disneyland, like even as an adult, maybe every few years, just, you know, for the pictures and to have like a day. But the constant going as an adult, like Disney adults, I find a little odd. I'm good. I'm sorry, y'all. If you are a listener and you are a Disney adult, I find it strange. I obviously don't feel like you're a terrible person. I just don't get it, you know, but Lakeland, especially, I don't get it. Y'all can
1: contact her at Evie at com. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) No. Okay, but something else I don't get is Ben sending Mahogany a shit ton of messages overnight and then being upset when she hasn't responded to them by 8 a.m. the next day.
0: I love that Ben thinks that being in person with someone all day then like not having this conversation, going back to your room <laughs> and then sending them a fucking cliff note size like essay about like your history and everything you think they need to know is like warrants a response. I love that Mahogany like literally was like mm-hmm, open, scroll, 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 mm-hmm. fast forward 10 minutes, scroll. And then like, <laughs> all right, close. Just leave you on <laughs> just I opened it. I saw it. I'm not acknowledging this. I'm going to bed. I mean,
1: in all honesty, if I were mahogany and I had woken up to all those messages, even at the age of 22, like I would have been mature enough to read that as alarming. It's alarming for someone to send you that many messages. Like a man someone or a person that is at the age of Ben should know that
0: conversations like that are better had in person. I don't trust anyone that is writing out something that is more than a paragraph long like if this is how much you need to say your ass is old Ben you remember what phone yeah. calls are pick up the phone <laughs> he remembers it's not like he's like a gen z or that's like I've never dialed a phone I don't know what this is like sir, <laughs> dial the number give her a call or you know what like literally walk down to a hotel room and be like <sighs> it's like what a 30 second walk away we need to talk I will say though while I think Anything over a paragraph is disgusting and I mean egregious in my mind. I would have at least like written back like K, we'll talk tomorrow or something. Yes. Or, you know, like, huh, lots to ponder, night. You know, like even something like just like a good night or okay, or but not like reading it, leaving you on red. If I was Ben. I would have also probably not shown up to breakfast Been like, all right, well, you know what? You don't want to talk to me. You're not acknowledging my text. But yes, I mean, 10 pages, sir. I mean, (laughs) use that time worth wisely. And by that, I mean, showing up to your uh, DUI hearings.
1: Yes, not to write more terrible poetry.
0: I think, I mean, if I were Ben, I would have shown up the next day. Like, If
1: I'm passionate enough to write that long of a message with that many thoughts, then I need to have an opportunity to talk in person but like he decides to be pouty he's not gonna go to breakfast right you you kind of agree with that i don't whatever but what i don't agree with is mahogany's parents showing up on her vacation as a surprise (laughs) or like an ambush really and they're just at breakfast chilling on the terrace like oh
0: hey mahogany hey girl this is okay this is where i'm like no ryan you know we are fans of your work (laughs) You know that we have bigging you up on this podcast and giving you promotion each and every season, but you have gone too far because this is beyond unbelievable. I am sorry. I do not believe that her parents are just showing up to the resort, not even a text, a call to be like, Hey girl, you know what? We didn't look like the look of this man and his one eye. And like, we just are not feeling the poetry and we are showing up. They would have at least texted, a call. You're not just showing up. How far away is this place? Like, did they travel? Like, no. They just got a room and they know what time she's going to be there for breakfast. Like, how did they know that they hadn't made plans to go to breakfast out of the hotel? Like, it just, none of it makes sense.
1: (laughs) Actually, funny enough, I just based on the one meeting we had with her parents and like what we've heard of her parents disapproving of this guy, I do believe that they're the kind of parents that would do that. Because, okay, hear me out Mahogany and Ben got there via car. It only took them, like, I don't know, an hour or two because they left. It was still daylight. They got there. It was still daylight. So the parents could have easily hopped in the car and gone. I don't think their plan was to meet up with her for breakfast. They were probably like, let's just go have breakfast. If we bump into them casually by lunchtime, so be it. If not, we'll shoot her a text, right? Let's not come off as the super possessive parents that we are. I get the feeling that Mahogany is their only child. And they seem like the kind of parents that were like, we raised our daughter to be, you know, this, like... Amazing adult, we think so highly of her. No one will ever be good enough for her. This is our prize golden child. Let's go take care of her.
0: Kat, you are like (laughs) TLC's dream viewer because you're like I'm still believe I'm I'm still bought in. I think it's real. God bless. You don't get that vibe from her parents that they're like possessive and she's the only child. I definitely get like a possessive, like our daughter is like incredible, you know, and like she needs Mm -hmm. to be protected and she only deserves the best. I definitely get that vibe. I just, to me, it seems just very movie-like of like very rom-com of like, I wake up and like, oh my God, my parents, what are you doing here? (laughs) Having breakfast? You just happen to know I'd be up at the set? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But what I love is that they are so bought in into like our daughter is like this incredible young woman and Ben is such a creeper idiot that doesn't deserve her. And I think like Mahogany has internalized that feeling as well because she is so suspicious of everything Ben has done, Girl. like the fact that he's not taking accountability for his breakups. Mm. And she finds everything suspicious, you know, like these long text messages, like everything is throwing her off. Meanwhile, she has yet to acknowledge, at least Rebecca, had the you know Rebecca had the balls to tell us like yeah I edited my pictures and I'm kind of scared yeah. when see and me, here's the ring light I recommend <laughs> <laughs> these are this is the face tune that I uh-huh. use and when I go there I really hope that you, he's probably not gonna recognize me and I hope <laughs> it's okay Meanwhile mahogany is acting like I, I don't know why he would be deceptive and I don't know why he is not telling me the full truth and I'm like girl your whole face is a lie like what when uh- even acknowledged that you completely, completely just lied about your appearance. Like, I just want you to acknowledge you and say, hey, I look different, you know. I thought, you know, I feel more, more comfortable with filters. I hope he's okay with that.
1: I mean, and not just appearance. Appearance is huge, right, because that's a catfish. But, like, details about the age. And I know it's only two years, but, like, why, if it's only two years, why the need to lie? Like, what else are you lying about? Um, Living with your parents, not living with your parents, like, What's the deal? What's the deal with that apartment? Like, there's obviously a lot of phoniness going on on her side. And I am so annoyed by her continuing to play this whole like, to your point, you know, I'm great. My parents think I'm great. I deserve someone great. And this man is just lots of holes in his story. Let's not talk about mine. What I did find genuine through this whole like meeting of the parents was um, one when Mahogany told the parents like, I'm a grown woman don't need you to come check on me. And the second thing was the panic in her face when they agreed to have a private meeting with Ben because I was like, oh shit, now all the <laughs> holes in her story are about to come to the surface.
0: Uh, yeah, and I can't believe that like Ben requested that, but it is kind of genius. And I am very excited to see this <laughs> this meeting. I kind of wish that they would be able to fly in Hamadi, uh, the translator, over yes. to really speak com- Spanish. <laughs> I have faith in him that even with the language barrier, he will be able to communicate what is happening far more than her parents.
1: Oh, my God. I do think that it's a genius move for um, Ben to have this one on one with the parents. I do on the flip side think it's a little odd. Right. This like 52 year old man is going to go like basically squeal on this girl to her parents who are also his age.
0: (laughs) So we'll see what comes of that conversation. I mean, true, but he will also be be amongst his peers, so maybe he'll feel more comfortable being around people his own age. <laughs> I
1: feel like this is a meeting of the elders for them to decide whether or not the young nubile girl <laughs> can go with this man. Oh, oh, so, oh creepy. so gross! So gross. Um, speaking of creepy, let's move right on over to Mike and Himena. Honestly, ever since you shared with me Himena's side of the story. This story just reads so different to me. Like, I no longer feel bad for Mike. I I no longer see Jimena as just the opportunist, even though, yes, she still is. But, like, at the end of the day, if neither one of them are happy, why are they both fighting for Mike to stay in Colombia for, like, another week or two?
0: I mean, I think it's very clear that Jimena does not want him to leave if it means that the financial support will be cut off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, she only wants, she wants space, but only when he's in the same country as her, like, we don't need space when you're, (laughs) you know, thousands and thousands of miles away. But when you are here visiting me, I would like some space. So obviously it is a relationship of convenience. I don't feel bad for Mike. I do Mm -hmm. think it is like fucked up. In a sense, I think like it's fucked up what Ximena is doing of course only because we haven't heard like on tv the confirmation of like I asked her to stop camming and said Mm -hmm. I would support her that is a really different narrative than just she's asking me to pay for everything and I'm going along with it it's also really hard for me to feel bad for Mike though when again you encounter people who are like professional scammers you know love bomb people make them feel really loved and wanted and so then You know, you understand why they they're like, okay, I'm craving that attention. I've never gotten that kind of affection. And so you fall into this trap. Jimena's disgust. You don't need a translator for that. Like, I don't know why he needed Nelsie to translate that, because you can look at Jimena's face and see that she Mm -hmm. cannot stand you. She has told you. She doesn't mm-hmm. even. She literally says, "I don't love you. I don't want to have sex with mm-hmm. you. I want to be away from you. You are disgusting." She's literally told me, "I've just," and he's like, "We can work it out." So how? <laughs> I don't. It's it's <sighs> something not clicking, and to me, that's like, well, what else? You are deciding to stay there. And she's being pretty clear, so I can't be mad at Jimena for like being this like master scammer. She's not doing right. that great of a job.
1: Right. Right. To all your points. And like the one note I had was like, Mike is so desperate for love. He's like so desperate for love and validation that he's fine being with someone who admitted they're disgusted by him. But like, then where's the validation, Mike? If she's disgusted by you. There's no validating there. I did say like, oh, thank goodness that Nelsie called back to make sure that he got his ass on a flight, um you know, because she probably had that lingering thought of like, oh, Mike's probably falling into a trap. But it was so funny that at this point, Jimena is mad, um, talking about nosy ass friends. And I'm like, Jimena, you decided to talk to her and spill all the beans. So like, she's not that nosy when you invited her in too.
0: And I feel like Jimena was telling her family all about like the nastiness of Mike's different habits and how the sex Uh, was just okay and everything. So if you're allowed to like vent to other people, he can vent to his friends.
1: I know. I know. Well, so Jimena, like, after the call with Nelsie, was like, okay, like, I will change if that's what it takes for <sighs> us to be good. I will change too. I'll be less mean. And he used this opportunity to be like, okay, does that mean you're going to sleep with me? Oh. Like, are we going to be in the same bed? <laughs> oh my God. Her body language said it all. Like, she threw her head back and sighed yes. the same way that someone does
0: when they find out they have to work overtime. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> it's like oh, oh my god all right i'll take one for the team i will make out with this guy so that everyone can sit in the vip area i'll do it you know if i have to gross <laughs> it was more than a makeup though um <laughs> they had
1: sex and homeboy mike is over here bragging about he got lucky on some spider-man sheets <laughs>
0: like go home but also you are over here talking about like, yeah, I got lucky. And she's like a lion and all this stuff. And it's like, sir, she literally was like, oh, fine, fine. We will fuck this one time, one time. And then never again till we get married. Will the chat clear? And you look like an owl. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, I think an owl is a majestic bird. <laughs> he was, She was more so saying that he yes, is like scary. an owl because he's, <laughs> stares and honestly that's gotta be creepy. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night and this man is just staring at you. This man that you
0: don't find attractive at all in any way is just staring at you. What's creepier waking up and having Mike stare at you or waking up every morning to ten pages of text and poetry <laughs> from bed? <laughs> um Mike, because Ben I could leave on red and never <laughs> go
1: <laughs> return his call or up with him again. <laughs>
0: ignore and then post on Instagram <laughs> so he could be like, what the fuck? I knew she was up. <laughs> I know. Go, go on a live on Instagram. <laughs> hey, y'all. What's up? Just me over here in the sand dunes doing nothing. No one in board.
1: Oh, my God. Well, would you rather be dating someone like Mike who stares at you or dating someone who wrote a song about a whole another woman <laughs> named Zara?
0: Oh, uh. I mean, again, I'm going to definitely say Usman because at least we could be royalty at Spice Village. I heard that Mm -hmm. you get like free nutmeg as part of that deal. And there's a lot of t-shirts to be had. (laughs) To be
1: bought. I don't think they
0: were gifted. (laughs) Oh, you don't think he gave the shirts to Kimberly? You think that was his money going into his pocket? Yes. Come on now. Yes.
1: I am just like, I love that Kim was shocked by the fact that the song Zara is about one person in particular and not, quote unquote, all the Zaras in the world.
0: <laughs> Zaras are pretty remarkable. So, you know, he was like, I have to acknowledge all the Zaras in the world. I mean, I do like the name Zara. I think it's very pretty, but just like, Kim,
1: girl, Kim, come on now. Um, But I also, I love that Kim was the one that had the Soldier Boy necklace made. Like, I thought that was his own doing. He was like, I need some swag. No, she jumped through hoops to have the Soldier Boy nameplate necklace made and for it to be done in a timely manner for him to have.
0: Being fan number one and this, like, ad- audition to be the potential girlfriend slash manager is a rigorous process. And apparently mm. you need a lot of money because you need to drop money for flights. You need to buy a lot of she- shirts <laughs> and, like, merch. <laughs> And then you also need to get like jewelry made. So you know, you better start saving if y'all want to addition to be Mrs. International Superstar Queen of Africa.
1: Don't forget the the many, many G's she dropped on a PS5 and a brand new laptop. Uh, how could I forget, yo? <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said yo, because when she is mad, yo is her go to. <laughs> yo. Um, okay. I do love that she took the necklace away from him, kind of like his punishment. But I was like, Kim, if you don't want to come off as a mom, then don't be the mom stripping
0: the child away of the toy and telling him he can have it back when he learns to behave. Yeah, he's on timeout right now. And he's going to have to do a pretty grand gesture to get him back. And that's why I'm like, Kim, nobody believes that you're not crawling back to this man, because the whole thing of forgiving something because they do a grand gesture is because they do it out of their own heart. Because they want to express so badly that they are sorry or they, that you are appreciated. They, you don't have to tell them, all right, to win me back, I need a grand gesture. Like, that's not how it works.
1: I mean, she hasn't learned how it works by now. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't see this couple ending up together. Like, I feel like that's obvious to everyone. Although, who knows, there may be a plot twist. Um, But that's it. She threw a drink in his face and stormed off.
0: Well, I I hate to give Angela and her abusive behavior any credit. I do like to give credit where where credit is due. And I will say, you know, the drink in the face is so done. You know, it's been done a million times. We saw it in the trailer for this upcoming 90-day season. So I'm like, well, it's fun. It's just, you know, it it, it loses its excitement after you see it done Mm -hmm. so many times. Cake in the face that is original, that is mm-hmm. different, that is fun, that that it just has a whole new meaning to it. So she needed to find, I think, some other way. There, I'm sure there could have been something else that could have gone her point across. I mean, the only thing
1: else nearby is like a
0: coconut. I mean, <laughs> coconut to the face seems painful.
1: Coconut think- water
0: to the face? That would have been different. You're like ha- holding yeah. a coconut in your hand and you splash it on him.
1: yeah. But, you know, you brought up Angela, and I do think that a cake in the face is a gentler approach, like the frosting, the breading. It's very soft. It hits your face. It doesn't hurt that much. But like a drink in the face, depending on what's in the drink, could really hurt your eyes. Like some alcohol could burn your retinas.
0: Yeah, if we're talking about water, then I'm fine. Because, you know, like, I mean, you're a little moist, you might have fucked up your makeup, but you're fine. But yeah, we're talking about alcohol like any like red wine or something and yeah Mm. it's it could be painful and it's not going to be good cake Mm. means sticky but delicious I don't know it's true well speaking of painful I'm about to drag you through some pain
1: because Ella and Johnny are up next and I know you hate them
0: (laughs) I don't hate Johnny I just hate the storyline and I really don't like Ella okay there you go You heard it
1: first here, people. Um, Well, Johnny decided he's not comfortable going to Dubai to meet her because of COVID. All right. And wants them to wait until February, whether or not there's COVID. I don't understand his thought process with like the month. Maybe it has something to do with like a lot of China um, business closes down in February for Lunar New Year. Because I don't understand what the difference between now and February would be for COVID. (laughs) But maybe we've lived through it and, and can say that. And he's living on hope.
0: This was uh, filmed earlier. We have now passed February, and I can tell you, I pre- don't. I haven't heard that things have gotten a lot like less strict in China at all. So mm. I think his prediction was not correct. Well, I think Ella is trash, and I don't appreciate how she's pressuring him. And we'll get into like her whole antics this episode. The one thing I will say that Johnny needs to stop doing, and he is also to blame for, it, is. He just needs to live in his truth. And the truth is, it is strict as hell here because of COVID. I have a child mm-hmm. that I need to see. I have a family that I need to support. And it is not feasible for me to travel during a pandemic where that requires weeks-long uh, quarantine. And that's the same if I don't get sick. So it's not going to happen. And I might not be able to meet you this year. I might not be able to meet mm-hmm. you for two years. I have no idea. It sucks. I'm sorry I wasted your time. You know, maybe we can stay friends and reconnect when this pandemic is over. Don't also then try to like, you know, these like little goalposts that mm-hmm. mean nothing because now you're seeing February that you don't know what's going to happen in February. Like, I'm a super Omicron mega or something might pop up. And <laughs> oh, like, sorry, no, sorry, bitch. <laughs> like your vaccine. Godzilla cron or something. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it's, don't throw out a random, like literally just be honest and say, I'm sorry. I have no idea when it can happen. If that means that you want to go bang your friend accidentally, then do that. But I can't make any promises that then I'm going to break. And it does seem like now he keeps on being like, oh, well, we couldn't be here. And then something happens. And it's like, oh, well, what about this month? And it's like, just don't promise anything.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, The only thing that comes to mind is like maybe he hasn't said all that because It doesn't need to be explicitly said when most of the world understands that COVID is real, but like clearly it doesn't mean the same to Ella as it means to him. So he should absolutely be very clear and explicit about his thought process with this. Otherwise, if he keeps setting up these goalposts, like you said, she's going to keep accidentally stumbling on dicks the whole time.
0: (laughs) I love that Ella managed to be the cheater in this situation. (laughs) And walked away with the sympathy and a piece of jewelry, like a promise of jewelry. And I'm like, girl, you masterful with those tears.
1: Really? I mean, she said it happened because she was so distraught. Um, And so, you know, he was like, I'm so sorry to have made you so distraught and leap into the arms of a man who was a a supposed friend. Like, if this is just a friend, I'm also wondering, is this really the first time they've had sex?
0: Um, Yeah, what's going to happen now? Yeah. you know, I've never just, I've been pretty stressed and distressed at different points in my life. And I've never banged one of my friends. And they're much to our friends' um, <laughs> dismay. Um. Yeah. So what's going to happen now? Like, are you continuing to hang out with this friend? I feel like at certain points in your life, you're going to get distraught again. Is he ready, <laughs> willing, and available? Like, Ella, you and Johnny used to stop talking. I don't know who this friend is, but hopefully he owns a pair of boots. He's comfortable around a ranch. He probably lives Mm -hmm. down the corner. You seem very concerned about your biological clock and needing to get pregnant and married ASAP. So hang out with that dude. (laughs) The problem
1: is that he might not be Asian, which is her fetish. But yeah, so she said like she needs physical touch, which I understand. Like my love language is also touch and it's time. But don't accidentally fall on someone's dick when you're like trying to make this work with this person that you've committed to long distance. Like break up with him if it's not going to work out. I don't know. And the thing that I had an issue with, in addition to like the distraught dig session, um, was that she only told him about it after he said he wasn't going to Dubai. Almost like a fine. Mm. You're not going to come through for me. Then let me hurt you. And what had happened if he had agreed to go to Dubai, Would he had kept it a secret for as long as possible.
0: Yeah, then I think we would have gotten our classic 90 day. Um, there's something Johnny <laughs> doesn't know <laughs> that I got to tell him. well
1: why don't we wrap because there's not much more on them so let's go right into our appreciation
0: ring who gets yours my appreciation ring is gonna go to nelsie's mama sitting on the sofa with her shower cap on she got her nightgown on she was probably watching her shows nelsie was like all right i'm gonna take this con she's like do you girl (laughs) And then she was like, wait a minute, let me mute this. What is happening? What is going on here? Who is this woman? Nelsie hung up. The mama got the full scoop. And she was like, Nelsie, call this man back right now. I am on the phone with the Dominican Republic. My friends will find a new woman for this man. Like, they will at least pretend to like him. Like, he's paying bills? Yes, they will pretend to like him. They will hook up with him. He doesn't need to put up with this. So I'm like, This woman was like, no, put me on the screen. I've got to talk to him. This is my nice robe and my
1: matching shower cap. <laughs> Icon. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you called her out. <laughs> I was like, is that what I think that is? <laughs> um, well, my appreciation ring is actually going to go to Kim because, while well, yes, throwing a drink is tired. It's played out. It was well executed. Like, she used just the right amount of triceps and biceps to get the drink real splishy splashy on Usman's face.
0: I would have appreciated maybe like a little one of those um, umbrellas that they put in the drinks, like something festive. That's dangerous. Maybe a pineapple. (laughs) And then we have a man in an eye patch. Way to go, Evie. Uh, Well, Well, no, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I am excited that we are getting closer and closer to tell all time. I cannot wait to see what Nelsie has to say, uh, what Jimena has to say, if Gino will be uh, wearing a hat. Well, we know he'll be wearing a hat, what hat? Is he gonna be wearing a fancier hat? Uh, Or will be one of his many like calves? Just so many questions. I'm looking forward to it as we get closer to it. Um, But in the meantime, please show us some love, give us some reviews, five stars, kind words on the podcast app i don't want to go too much into it we can talk next week but you brought up a good point like he's
1: gonna to have to wear a nice hat for the tell-all or maybe like a toupee but anyway yes please leave us great reviews don't forget to follow evie on the Bored and bitchy instagram account and thanks all for tuning in we'll be back next week bye bye
0: bitch uh oh. bitchy bitchy sorry <laughs> <laughs> B- bored and bitchy